Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. So last week, if you recall, those of you that were with us, I ministered a timely word on the importance and the value of setting godly priorities in our lives. Knowing what's really valuable and important in our lives and devoting ourselves to that or giving priority to those things that are highly valuable in the eyes of the Lord. I also emphasize the dangers of being entangled or ensnared with the affairs of this life to such an extent where we get distracted from what really matters, like our purpose in God and our destiny. It's important to understand that our priorities will not change unless our values change. That's very important for us to understand that. You cannot change your priorities in life unless, first of all, you change your values. In other words, what is valuable to you, what is highly important to you. Because we always give priority to those things that we truly value in our lives. Take a closer look at your life. See where you are mostly devoted, what you give priority to, and you will discover what you really value in your life. So today, we will look at the definition of values, treasures, and beliefs. So that's the title of my teaching tonight, Values, Treasures, and Beliefs. Our foundational text is taken from Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through to 21. I'm reading from the King James Version. Matthew chapter 6. You have your device, you have your Bibles with you. You can look at that with me. Matthew 6, 19 through to 21. Jesus is teaching here on the subject of values and priorities. He said, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. This, this verse of Scripture, verse 21, is very important concerning what we're going to teach tonight. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also, Jesus said. So let's define, first of all, the meaning of the word treasure. The dictionary defines treasure as anything or person greatly valued or highly prized. 
treasure is anything or any person greatly valued or highly prized. What someone considers as treasure, though, is not necessarily someone else's treasure. For example, for someone treasure might mean money, gold, precious stones, power, authority, but for another treasure may mean marriage, family, children, these are his true treasures. So it varies from person to person. For the psalmist, for example, his treasure was God's commandments. He said in Psalm 119, verse 127, he said to the Lord, Therefore I love your commandments, or I treasure your commandments more than gold, yes, than fine gold. So for the psalmist, his treasure was the living word of God. In this light, therefore, let us examine what Jesus said in verse 21, Matthew 6, 21, where he said, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. In other words, what you consider as highly valuable, your heart, your soul, will wrap itself around it and pursue that thing with passion. Your treasures, therefore, are what you consider as precious and valuable, and naturally what you consider as such, you will devote yourself to it with your whole heart. In other words, your heart will be wrapped around your values. You see, therefore, that it's highly important that we have the right values in our lives, that we establish a godly or a kingdom value system. In the light of what we just explained, the Lord Jesus in these passages of Scripture is teaching us on how to lay up treasures in heaven where he says there are no thieves, no moths, no rust that could steal or destroy the things that we truly value in our life. The way we do this is by living a life that is based upon the values of the kingdom of God, which have the rewards not only in this present life, but also in that which is to come. Jesus is saying, choose to live your life based on the values which are far greater, far honorable in life, and by doing that, you will store your treasure in heaven. For example, here is a value that the New Testament teaches, which is rewarded not only in this present life, but also into eternity. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 Verse 14 and 15 says the following, 2 Corinthians 5, 14 and 15. For the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died, and he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them 
and rose again. Here is a value that we need to, as believers, as disciples of Christ, establish in our very own lives. The value of living for Jesus and his gospel in this present life. And that value carries rewards not only in this life, but also in that which is to come. As the word says, that we should no longer live for ourselves, but to live for Jesus who died and rose again. So if we treasure our relationship with the Lord Jesus, if we treasure the values of the kingdom, then our hearts will naturally wrap themselves around those values. And where our values are, there will our heart be also. So values, therefore, are a set of beliefs or practices that we treasure and consider to be highly important as they form the foundation for the way in which we live our lives here on the earth. Our values also determine how we relate to God, how we relate to leadership, how we relate to one another, and the manner in which we go about our business in every sphere of our lives. You see, our values determine what kind of people we're going to be. And so, you may uh, how, how are these values established in our lives? How do we embrace values? Our values are established by what we truly believe, by what we are taught, also by what we experience in life, or by what was communicated by our parents, our teachers, and of course, influential people in our lives. Ultimately, every opinion you have in life is based on something in your belief and your value system. It's important to know that the Bible teaches that there are only two sets of values in the world. One is the value of the kingdom of God, and the other is the value of the world system. There are things the unbelieving world values and holds dear, and there are things and principles that God holds valuable and dear, and the two are completely opposite. They are incompatible, because what the world values the Word of God says very often is an abomination in the eyes of God. Jesus said that. He says, what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. So the world system or the world's value system <clears throat> is founded upon the fallen nature of man. In other words, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is the foundation or the basis of the value system of this present world. God's value system, though, is based on 1 Timothy chapter 6, and it's founded upon righteousness, justice, godliness, mercy, faith, love, 
patience, gentleness, etc., etc. So citizens of the kingdom of God, like you and I, should learn how to live our lives by godly values, by godly standards, and not the world standards. You see, the problem arises when we try to, to live in both value systems, trying to mix the two, and it's, it doesn't work. Let's go further. <clears throat> I believe that kingdom values are the foundation of Christian character and, of course, spiritual maturity. I say that because your values determine the kind of person you are and, of course, our values shape our personality. And your personality in turn, or your character, is shaped by your behavior. Did you know that everything in your life is founded on the values you embrace and the values you hold dear in your heart? Your commitments in life are also based on your value system. Your investments, both monetary Time-wise, is also based on your values. What you value, you will invest into. So I ask you, how important it is for us to embrace the right kind of values. Very important. Genuine transformation, I believe, can only take place in our lives when we embrace a kingdom value system based on the righteousness of God. That's when we truly change as people. Only when we change our values. Only when we consider what is valuable in the eyes of God, in the eyes of eternity, and we adopt those values in our lives, those values, if we truly embrace them, will transform our entire way of life. So having a personal value system. So it's important, do the homework, sit down one day in your quiet time, in your prayer time, and just reflect on what you truly value in your life. Write it down. Have a personal value system by which you live, because that will give you structure and will also give us a purpose by helping us to determine what is really meaningful and important in our lives. Because our values will help us to express who we are and what we stand for. If we are unaware of or become disconnected with our values, we end up making choices out of impulse, out of preference, out of what is comfortable, or what is instant gratification, rather than acting in faith and love and responsible decision-making. You see, your values will help you to make the right decisions or make the right choices in life, not based on how you feel, not based on impulse, not based on your preference, but what you truly believe and what you truly value. 
So the true values that we hold are the ones by which we actually live by. If I claim to value something, yet do the opposite, then I actually value something else. For example, if I claim to value truth, then there is something, then I lie, or in my everyday, everyday interaction with people, I often or habitually lie, then there is something more important to me than telling the truth. My lies prove that I hold some other value more deeply than honesty. You see, it's what you live by. Not what you say is what you live by. So our beliefs, our values, impact, of course, every sphere of our lives, including personal and work behaviors, they impact our interactions with family, with friends, with co-workers, and our decision-making process, and of course the direction we take in life. And that's why I emphasize that it is so important to know and to examine what we really believe, what we really value, and what is really important in our lives. When I came, I recall, <clears throat> I came to Christ just before my 23rd birthday. When I came to Christ as a young believer, my values changed when I was born again because my belief system changed. The more my belief system changed and shaped by the Word of God, the more my values changed. Prior to my conversion, I didn't believe in God, and as a result, I lived a life that, that was selfish, that was founded upon ungodly and worldly value system. But God in His Word, when the Spirit began to interpret the Word of God, it helped me shape my beliefs, and of course my beliefs shaped my values, and my values helped me to change my behavior and my character. And that's how we are transformed. Or as the Bible says, we are sanctified. The more we study the Word of God, the more we meditate and see what the Word teaches, our belief system begins to change. Our mind is renewed. And therefore, when our belief system changes, our values change. And our values change then our character changes and our behavior changes accordingly. Now, <clears throat> having values, of course, which are written on paper, they're not going to do us any good unless they are in our heart, right here. And the more we meditate in the Word, the more we study the Word of God, the more we interact with the Spirit of God, the more we we see Jesus, the more intimate we become with Him, the more His values and His nature takes root in our very spirits, in our very heart, in our very soul. The psalmist said this in Psalm 40, verse 8. He said, I delight to do your will, O my God, 
for your law is within my heart. In other words, your values, Lord, what you consider valuable and highly important is within my heart. Amen? And that's why the psalmist said, I delight to do your will. Why? Because your values have taken root and shape in my own soul, in my own nature and character. Jesus' teaching on kingdom values, uh, we've read this portion of scripture last Sunday uh, concerning when he said, take no thought for your body, what you will wear for your life, what you will eat, what you will drink. And he concluded his message by saying, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And the fundamental principle Jesus gave us in that teaching in Matthew chapter 6 is that we need to guard our hearts from an ungodly and worldly value system. Because what we treasure and value in life, that is where our devotion, as I've mentioned, and our commitment will be. In other words, if we value the things of this world more highly than we value the Word of God, the values of the kingdom, spiritual things, if we value those earthly things, temporary things, that's where our hearts will be wrapped up. What we're going to eat, what we're going to buy, what we're going to sell, and on and on. And we get so entangled with the affairs of this life. We need to be careful of that. Jesus said that our treasure, or rather our hearts, our devotion, our commitment, will be where our values are. Now, Jesus said that the, the people of this world are daily consumed by worry, anxiety, fear, concerning their future, concerning the welfare, and daily sustenance in this present world. Why? Because the entire lives of the unbeliever are centered around what they are going to eat, what they're going to drink, what they're going to wear, where they're going to live, and how they're going to enjoy themselves. That's the value system. What's in it for me? It's all about me. It's a lifestyle that is filled with selfishness and pride. In other words, the belief and value system is characterized by materialistic view that is based on the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and of course, Jesus said, the pride of life. But the believer, the one who has come to know the Lord personally, should be daily consumed and governed by the interests of the kingdom of God. In other words, what's important to you, Lord? And the things which please our Heavenly Father. Paul, in his epistle to the Colossians, said the following in regards to the subject we're talking about. Take a look at Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. I know possibly we've read this verse of Scripture last Sunday as well, but it bears repetition. He's talking to believers, to those who were risen with Christ, to us, to you and me. 
if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, set your affection on things above and not things on the earth. There it is. This is how we should be living our lives, with our affection, our devotion, firmly set on things above and not on things of the earth. So what the Spirit of God is saying here through Paul is that we should wrap our hearts and our souls around those things which are above and not things which are on the earth. He's encouraging us as citizens of the kingdom of God to establish, of course, a heavenly value system by which we base our lives on. What is above? It's the word of God. It's the love of God. It's faith. It's kindness. It's gentleness. Amen? Those are the things that are of true value in the eyes of God. Willing, writing to Timothy, Paul says the following concerning the things we should avoid and the things we should value and pursue. Listen to what he says. 1 Timothy chapter 6, and we're going to read from verse 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 through to 12. He says to him, Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be there with content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some have coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through many sorrows. Please notice that he said the love of money is the root of all evil, not money. We need to, we need to rightly divide the word of God here. God is not against riches, but it is against riches having us. In other words, if we value money more than God, then Jesus said, you cannot serve God and mammon. Amen? You cannot serve both, either the one or the other. But he says to him in verse 12, but you men of God flee these things. But follow after righteousness, godliness. You may ask, what is above? When, when the Word of God tells us, focus or set your affection on things above, what does he mean? Well, this is what he means. Follow after righteousness, follow after godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto you were also called, and have professed a good profession before many witnesses. Those are the things that are above. 
And those are the things we should be devoted to. And every value we have in life and adopted in our lives ought to be based on these things, on righteousness, on godliness, on holiness, on faith, on love, on patience, on meekness. Amen? Throughout the New Testament, the fathers of our faith inspired us by the Holy Spirit and they instructed us and encouraged us to embrace values which glorify the Lord Jesus and have eternal rewards. In conclusion, listen to what the Apostle John said in one of his epistles. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. He's writing to the believers, to the children of God, and he says to them, Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. For if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Please note, John did not say, don't use the things that are in the world. But he said, do not love them. That means, don't allow your heart to be so attached and devoted to them. There's a difference between loving something and using it. Amen? We can use the things that are in the world, but we are not to love them. You know, we use that word so lightly today. Oh, I love this food. I love this, I love this place and all of those things. Yeah, that's not the right word that we should use. We love God. We love the things of God. But we use the things of the world because we live in this world. Amen? Jesus said the same thing in Matthew's Gospel. He said, don't seek what the world seeks, but seek God first and His kingdom, and then God will reward you with all those things that the world is running after, killing themselves to obtain. I'm going to give you all that is necessary to live life on this earth and live life in abundance. If you will seek me first and my righteousness, I'm going to add all those blessings to you. That's the right priority. Seek first the kingdom. Now, here's the question. How do you seek first the kingdom and his righteousness? Very simple. By choosing to live by a kingdom value system and considering the things that the kingdom of God values and considers to be of high importance. Jesus said that when you walk by the values of the kingdom, what you will end up doing is that you will be storing up treasure in heaven where thieves cannot break through and steal and moth and rust cannot corrupt. That is what Jesus is teaching us in regards to having the right priorities in our lives. Understanding 
and having a revelation of what is truly important and valuable. Amen? That is where we should base our lives. So, as I mentioned in the beginning of my message, you can't really have the right priorities in your life until you establish the right kind of values. So do yourself a favor, sit down with your partner, with your wife, with your family, and write down what is, what is really valuable to us. What do we value more than anything else? And put them in the order of priorities. My relationship with the Lord is of high priority. My relationship with my wife is of high priority. My relationship with my children is of more value and higher priority than my work, than any other relationship in my life. Then you come down. My interaction with, with my employer, the place where I work, my spiritual family, how much do I value them? How much do I invest into my spiritual family, in encouraging them, in praying for them, in supporting the family financially, and investing into the people that I am connected to by the Spirit of God? Amen? So uh, do that exercise, but be honest and truthful and write down, watch where you spend most of your time. Where is your passion? Where's your commitment? Where's your devotion? And you will discover what you really value in life. And when you see that you have your priorities out of order, repent and put them in the right order by the grace of God and by the Spirit of God helping us. Amen? Praise the Lord. So you see how important it is to have the right value system in our lives. So let's pray and bless the Lord and ask Him to, to give us grace and, 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 and mercy where we've missed it and grace where we need to change and put things in the right order. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your precious Word. We thank You for the values of the Kingdom of God, the values that carry, Father, importance in Your eyes. Enable us and help us and give us wisdom and knowledge to know the difference, dear Lord, to know how to set godly priorities and establish them in our everyday life. We thank you for your Spirit living within us, helping us, guiding us, and often convicting us, Lord. Deliver us from the dangers and the entrapments and the entanglement from the affairs of this present life. Help us to rise above them and to keep our focus, our attention, and our devotion to you, dear Lord, and to your kingdom. We thank you for tonight, and we thank you for the ministry of your word. I want to thank you for each and every one that consists uh, of my spiritual family, Father. I bless them, and I thank you for each and every one of them and their families. In Jesus' precious and wonderful name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at Alpha Omega INT. 
www.org.za.